0: C-Bology, Thanks y'all for coming back to class. I am your juiced up professor Ricky, <laughs> and I am your other professor Ethan. Ooh, the caffeine is
1: flowing today, Ethan. I'm feeling I, uh, good. I've been buying like whole bean
0: coffee, <gasps> grinding it up, and then brewing that. How dare you say the word bean at me? I'm trying to, uh, you know, not go into a bean relapse. <laughs> all right, my bad. Um, <laughs> so you go, you're actually going like full bean and grinding it all the way through, and just yeah, well, good for you. Is, um, is your curate getting lonely?
1: I'm using the Keurig actually, so like I'm, oh, that's I'm actually cool. grinding it up and then putting it in like my own, you know, little, little. uh They call them filter cups, I think. Wow, dare I say that's <laughs> sustainable of you, my dude. Very sustainable. It's cheaper, I think, than going to Starbucks every day.
0: Uh, oh, absolutely. Not that I do that, but uh, you know, I I got a ten dollar gift card from uh, work, just for, like a Christmas gift a while back. I just haven't used it, and I went the other day to starbucks and i mean i'll take it i mean oh i used it but that's the thing starbucks (laughs) is just ungodly expensive for okay coffee i mean just go to your support your local coffee roasters okay that's that's Uh, our lesson for today i will say
1: i almost prefer starbucks to the local coffee roasters because oh for real here's why okay you can get like a normal sized mug of coffee at starbucks for Mm -hmm. like I don't know, 250, 350, okay. you know, max. Right. You go to a local place, it's like 450, and it's just like, they just. Got a different bean. It's (laughs) like, I don't know. I think it's just a little bit much.
0: I think your uh, palate's not refined enough to understand the intricacies. I did not quite
1: taste the smoky undertones.
0: uh, Or or that it tastes like dynamite or (laughs) whatever you call it, firecrackers when you did that coffee taste. It tasted like freaking sulfur. It is what it is. (laughs) Either way, it's still caffeine, and caffeine gets me hype, Ethan. And speaking of hype, we're talking today about the first half of one of the most hype shows. I would say, on the anime market right now. Ethan, what show are we talking about today? We are talking about... Hi Q, season Hi-Q. four, yes. part one. So we decided we wanted to be current and <laughs> so, up to date. Sorry, just really fast. Oh, I put How a, dare you interrupt me? Why don't you
1: stop Listen, Ethan. I put a pause in there, and you <laughs> acted like I didn't know what we were talking about. No, I knew you were I just about. intentionally paused. Oh, no, I, I understood. I, okay, I understood good. the energy. i just making sure everyone at home, like listening and watching, didn't
0: think I was a dummy. So you're forgetting we just talked about it right before, and you froze is what you're trying to cover. You froze up. like You uh, froze about what? Fright. And child on stage about what we're
1: talking about Actually, today. So um, this is gonna be episode thirty nine and we've already recorded forty and forty one. Yes. And in both of those I like freeze multiple times, like complete brain <laughs> fart syndrome. <laughs> So, so, luckily, uh, we
0: have the power of uh, time manipulation here on this show, so we can warn the fans before the right, freezing right. occurs. And, like, I might edit those out, but I kind of doubt it, to no, be honest th- with you. <laughs> we are transparent in the lab. It's, it makes us great, Ethan. So, where did we leave off before Season 1 got started? You know, we are following the uh, uh, the Kurosino high school black crows right? with their meteoric rise in volleyball fame. Where did we leave off right before season four began?
1: Yeah. So the last thing we really see in season three is Karasuno beating both
0: Alba Josai and Shiratori which was so hype. And it's, did you feel like that you kind of saw that coming? Like that had to happen. Um, it did because
1: they, they, so, like, I agree with you was a little bit telegraphed, only because, like, they've invested so much time in these third years, like, um, Asuma
0: and... Daichi? Daichi, and yeah. then the other kid. The white-haired... Suga, Suga-wa- yeah, Su- Suga-wa- Suga-wara. Suga-wara? Sugawara? Yeah, Sugawara. Yeah, Sugawara. Yeah. Um, they've
1: just invested, like, so much time in, like... I, like, not ca- character development, because there's not really... Ca- like, it's a weird way of developing characters in this show. Right. Where it's all, like, as a team... So that's, like, what's really cool about that. But, um, like, they've just spent a lot of time basically looking at them and, like, showing, like, how much they've grown since they were first years and, like, how interested in the team and all this stuff they are. So... Like they've just spent a lot of time on them, so I knew like they had yeah. to continue through.
0: And they ha- and they've been here for so long without a- without getting their nut, and they got theirs. So you kind of knew that they were gonna get theirs, so, you know? <laughs> um, and, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, like you know, whoa. you gotta you gotta go out and get yours. And <laughs> well, what I don't
1: understand is, like some sometimes the cur- like, chronology of this is getting like a little bit out of hand for me. How How'd you feel? So like, like what you figure? They stayed to play for like another season, right?
0: I think just to finish out this the school year right
1: yeah but like now we're past the school year i want to say
0: no because because remember the japanese uh curriculum it goes from like fall all the way or it goes from like the spring like early spring is when they end their school year right or at least that's it's different than it works i guess in america yeah
1: so like are we just basically saying that the spring tournament is like the last possible time that you can play and then you're like Graduating
0: and gone. Yes, if you remember that um, the debate about the third years continuing in the second half of the school year and therefore the volleyball season was because they uh, were advised by other professors and teachers at their school to not finish out the season and to focus on their Academics and their college applications and the, and their testing, you know.
1: Quick so, question: How dumb do you think those teachers feel now? No, yeah, right. If they didn't do that, they
0: wouldn't be big ballers at their school. So yeah, <laughs> dumb they should feel.
1: I, I thought that was kind of funny in like the first three seasons, how <laughs> that uh, vice principal or whatever was like all pissed at them all the time, and then now he's like leading all best. the chance. Y'all and are he's the like best. Putting up these large. Um, He's winning over their hearts. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. The no, hearts and minds like really of the staff. Into him, so that's yeah. pretty sweet. But uh, so this episode, we're going to be talking about the first half of season four. And so obviously, spoilers. Right.
0: There's no getting around that for um, sure. But recommend you go watch it. Like, it literally is only like two hours of footage. Like, yeah, seriously. Six
1: episodes so far. Um, this season's only 13 episodes, which really kind of blows because yeah. I, would, I would prefer like the, long, the normal 24 that
0: we're getting from these seasons. But right. uh, I mean,. I'll take 13
1: for sure. So
0: you think they're going to stop? Because the way that it's going to play out from here on out is that they have the spring tournament, and if they make it through the spring tournament, they go to nationals, right? Is that how that works? Um, I think that's how they they pick the nationals from the spring tournament. Or is the spring tournament being – is that nationals? Is that what that is?
1: I'm pretty sure that is nationals, but I could be wrong. Because I'm
0: curious where 13 – like where are we going to leave off? Like right before – the Nationals happen. Is it gonna like? Are we gonna get a game or two of the spring tournament? I'm really curious. I think it's it's obvious that they're trying to split this clear end game into two seasons to kind of milk that hype. Uh, so I, I'm kind of really curious to see where they're gonna end up because as of right now, maybe it would be like the first match or something. That'd be nice. I'm Just, just to trying
1: to like play out the like number of episodes it generally takes for for a match.
0: Yeah, sometimes one, sometimes two. Uh, shit, I mean, there's what a whole I think season for one. Maybe,
1: maybe they're gonna play the the cat, the Necco Cats. Yes. Yeah. In the first round or something, and then maybe that'll be like, okay, we've passed them.
0: I think I I kind of want it to be. They've seen like they're trying to set it up to be the dumpster rematch, right, between the cats and the crows. So my hope is that when they get to the spring tournament, they both basically have their own you know, underdog stories. No, there's no fucking way. I think they might. That'd be nice. Okay. So this season, they spent so much time showing us,
1: like, the the Junior Nationals team, right? Right. And so there was, like, five people that Kageyama was, like, watching now. Yeah. And so I don't think it's possible Nekoma's going to make it to the finals with Karasuno, and then they're going to battle it out there because none of their players made it to the either the spring national
0: game or to the um, Shiratori Zawa camp. Cool. Yeah, that's a perfect segue. Let's talk about the camps because that really kind of kicks off the entire season. When they get back from their... uh, Actually,
1: I think that was the very last scene of season three was they were telling Kageyama, you made the nationals.
0: I thought thought it was like episode one that they were told that you made the all-youth national team so you get to go to this amazing camp that... Is taking place in Tokyo, but that's not the only camp that's involved in this season. Uh, what else do we got, Ethan? We're- yeah, so
1: the you know the old creaky little asshole from the- <laughs> from uh, Shiratori Zawa decides to hold a camp for like basically the the most promising first years in the, in, the prefecture. Uh, right? Yeah, the Miyagi prefecture.
0: And who gets to go to that one legitimately?
1: Yeah, so uh, as you know from previous seasons. This coach is really um, into like power, height. You know, basically yeah. just like all the things he's he doesn't all have. All measurables, right? <laughs> and so uh, he picks Suki, who, as you probably remember, played a humongous role in the Shiratori Zawa game. Not
0: to mention, he is 190 centimeters tall at the beginning of season four, which is. Something I – basically, in, in the last episode I just watched today, they ran through every one of the starting lineup and their their heights, and he was the tallest by far. So, that clearly got this crickety old coach's goat, so he was just like, must-have this boy. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, this coach basically picks him by all the things he doesn't have. He is a tiny, tiny dude, and uh, he, I guess, is attracted to weapons of power and height. So – this kind of pisses off Shouyo that he didn't get invited to any camp despite being a star player in the in the final in basically that entire tournament from season 3. Uh, does he take this lying down, Ethan? Yeah, so like the first couple of episodes he's like
1: pretty much torn up about it. He's like in his own little head and he decides that he's going to go and infiltrate the all japan tokyo
0: literally yeah he just straight up big like just balls out and tries to just i'm gonna show up and but
1: he's in the store with uh suki and whatever the other guy's name is are there his lap dog yeah yeah and they're talking and they said well if you you know broke into that camp you'd get arrested uh, yeah, and he and so out. he he does a little uh change of plans right there hard he's like, pivot he's like oh shit really damn mm-hmm. all right i won't do that then and he decides
0: to infiltrate the shira torizawa camp and uh he literally just honestly, honestly god everyone's lining up he just runs in just gets off his bike and boom he shows up and said hi i'm shoyo and i want to play please pretty please <laughs> And the coach is like Fuck you no. Know? Like how dare yeah, like, you? I show didn't up? invite you guy. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, uh that's so that's kind of where this season is split up. You have the story of Shoyo over here trying to make his way into this camp, and then you have Kageyama over here kind of seeing what the, the talent is like at an at a country level for his for his uh age group. And I kind of like that the season is split up that way because this is the I think this first time that they're getting trying basically having their own growth stories by themselves, maybe aside from training with old man Yuki. Yuki? Yeah, yeah that Yukai. that's it. And um so let's 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 pop over to show you real quick and see how that goes down. So he's basically told get the fuck out of my camp, dude. And uh by just being that shonen kind of you know happy go lucky dude, he somehow somehow manages to stay, but as a ball boy. Ethan, did you like the fact that he never got to actually play? I kind of was hoping that he did get to play. You know, so I
1: kind of assumed he would based on like all the other coaches were like, I actually wanted him to be here, you right? Know, that exactly. kind of thing. But um, I think this will prove more fruitful because, I've, and you've already seen it once they return back to their normal teams, right? But um, basically. I think this did a lot for Shoyo from a humility standpoint. And it's not that he was like cocky or anything previously. He yeah. was just so like anxious and ready to play at all times that he s- didn't ever stop to think about like, uh, well, this, think. this Exactly <laughs> yeah. think at all, just so the strategy. of the and game. And like, you know, kind of th- the dynamics of the teams and stuff like that, right? So um, that was kind of interesting. And then like also tangentially – you know, Kageyama's having this similar experience um, in, a, in a kind of slightly different way. He's just seeing like how a team of pure uber-talented people would all interact rather than having like two standouts and basically everyone playing around them. Right. And, and you
0: see that in the very last episode that we've we've seen. Exactly, that he's he's getting more uh, experience with what it's like to work not in a well oiled machine, but one of an amazing parts because he's only really known true success from what we see in the show. You know, in middle school, he was just so above and beyond that he could basically stand out and, you know, help his lead his team to victory. But when it comes to playing for the Crows, it only works. They mentioned it a number of times that, you know, Shoyo only works because of Kageyama being there. The whole machine needs to work for them to be a threat, now Kageyama has to basically get all the the, the parts clicking himself as the setter, kind of keeping everybody uh, informed and kind of playing to everyone's style. It's, it's really interesting, and it's a lot more nuanced this season about the growth, and I think it almost has to be. You've gotten these guys come so far, you're not going to get these massive uh, – moments of growth anymore I don't think but the little things still have the same weight as the old like oh my god the quick attack is now a thing the ultra fast quick attack now it's just like a stutter step or a little bit of different placement here a different way of thinking and it makes the show all the more rewarding and I think that shines more in Shoyo's story than Kageyama's Kageyama's is more of an individualistic internal growth about uh, ways of thinking where Shoyo. Is truly a, a matter of seeing a sport from a different perspective. Because
1: I see that, but I'm also talking like Kageyama is now dealing with exclusively the best in Japan, and right. so he's seeing like other amazing setters that he can take pieces from. There's not really anyone that they've played so far other than you know the great king, right. the great uh, king Oikawa, that he could really take any. Um, I don't know any advice from essentially. And so um, being able to watch some of the better players in Japan, not just like in his small prefecture, I think has done a lot for him to see kind of the differences in his play style and everyone else's. And then also the differences in his team's play style and the style that like all
0: the best players in Japan are playing. Right. And it's, I think it also comes down that that's actually a good point because there's a moment there in his story where one of the better setters basically calls him a goody two-shoes. Yeah. And this really got under his skin. because Still is. <laughs> it still is getting under his skin, because he keeps asking everyone what the hell that means. Uh, so his journey, while it is seeing what it's like to play around the best of the best in his particular field in volleyball, it's also a journey of what kind of person do I need to be on the court? And it kind of comes to a head when he's basically told, you are kind of a... a a really good guy on the court, but I can't even tell if that's a dig or a compliment maybe both maybe neither I'm not really sure what that meant for him and I think he's tr- still trying to explore that too because I don't cause I know what they, I still don't know what that means <laughs> technically. I think
1: what it kind of means is he's he's so um distributive like he's basically dishing into everyone even if they're like not performing. Oh, that's a good that's point. That's where I was kind of taking it because there were some situations where he would just push the ball to people yeah, even though um, they like weren't playing amazing or whatever, right? And he would always, like, he would feel like Shoyo was his crutch. Like, if he ever had, like, a really tough situation, he'd just throw it over to Hinata and be like, <laughs> hit the
0: fucking ball, dude. I think he's starting to see that, and so at the very end of this... Uh, this first half of the season, they do a exhibition match against Data Tech, who is, are basically known for being the best blockers in basically at a national level. They're saying your, their block game is so good. They could compete nationally just with that blocking, Um, you know, and Kageyama is doing exactly what you just said, pushing it around because he is assuming Okay, and everyone needs to get a chance, you need to play the whole court, but he's he's basically starting to catch on that my goody two shoesness is being influenced by their blocking. You know, I'm I'm not playing to a the best level because I'm trying to play with everybody else. Maybe he's gotta be a little more selfish about where he puts it, you know?
1: Yeah, I don't know. So like the day tech thing I think we should get to a little bit later, but sure. I'm not super a fan of how it's going so far. But we can <laughs> we can talk about it later. Sure. Um, basically, so Shoyo's kind of growth throughout the camp is my favorite in this entire he's, season. He's so literally far. the ball boy, right? Yep. And he calls Coach Ukai and he apologizes for his like obvious bad his actions, insolence, right? his hubris. And, uh, you know, Ukai says, "Look, you either come home right now or you stay and you be a ball boy." And yeah. he's like, "But don't underestimate what it takes to be a ball boy."
0: And Shoyo's there's even an episode. Episode three is called Hunger. And that's all about Shoyo basically showing that he's still him no matter what position he's playing, even if it is ball boy. So he even has this revelation where he basically is going hanging up some jerseys as ball boy, and he gets to see the court from the top down. And then it all starts to click, that the court has so much information he had never considered to that point. So now he's starting to use his brain, and it turns out, would you say he's actually kind of a natural at – the game of volleyball because he starts coaching people later, like efficiently.
1: Yeah. I think uh, like a natural volleyball, I don't know. I think what it really shows you is he was so um, worried about being on the court and playing that even when he wasn't playing, he was just like, like one track mind, I should be in there. right? Right. And like, not necessarily considering the ability he has when he's not on the court to, basically get a feel for how everyone was playing. Like remember yep. in, in season, I guess it's probably two or three now, yep. but they continually say Suki is so smart. Cause he's always thinking Yes. against Shira Torizawa with read block, read block, guess, guess block, <laughs> uh, you know, that crazy guy, mm-hmm. he continually will be reading his movements and stuff like that to try to figure out what he's about to do. Exactly. And like, Shoyo does not have that ability through the first three and a half seasons, right? And so um, being able to see the game outside of where he normally sees it, which is like a one-track tunnel mind, I jump, I hit. Right, and that's, um, that's all it is. It's really done a lot for him, like, foundationally. like So he knows the basics of volleyball. But what he's able to do in this camp is basically pick the brain of as many people as he can to figure out what little, basically – what little advantages they bring to the table to kind of elevate their specific game. So he's able to watch people and how they play personally rather than like a team atmosphere. Right. And so that's where he's able to coach people is he's able to say, okay, this guy does this to basically save on stamina. Hey guy yeah. that, Hey guy that's gassing yourself every game. Why take, don't you try something like
0: this? Take it easy, man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I think it's also, it speaks to how much of a sponge Shoyo is. He just kind of, uh, he kind of takes pieces of everybody when he can look from that angle to the point where he basically says, okay, I'm a ball boy. Let's just practice receiving now. And he kind of mixes his natural athleticism because he was an awful receiver. He's just like, okay, I'm going to get a hand on it. It doesn't matter if I'm a ball boy, I'm going to be the best damn ball boy here. And people start like looking at him like, did he just actually just catch that spike? That's so weird. Um, and he starts to uh I, I think the coolest thing is that every time he's on the court being a ball boy crickety old coach is actually looking at him like shit this guy was like really really good like he's actually acknowledging him kind of silently i almost feel like this was the coach's plan the whole time because i don't know maybe when he showed up that's the plan but he never expected him to actually show up no i up. think he did because did he really he can- Okay. Well, maybe not in the beginning in right. but right, after right.
1: he knows he's there, he basically knows this kid is going to do whatever he can to to do something here.
0: Cuz the ball boy was his su- initial suggestion. Right. Yeah. But
1: I think what he they talk with the other coaches and at some point he says something similar to like being a ball boy isn't exactly easy and yeah. like he kind of alludes to the fact that he's going to learn stuff. So like what I like about it is Shoyo is kind of taking the role of a coach, right? And analyzing players, analyzing how he can use them rather than, you know, being an old coach that's sitting on the bench. Yeah. But I think it's cool because he's kind of mirroring the coach in a lot of ways in this kind of semi arc we're talking about, where he's actually seeing everyone's strength and trying to figure out how to, like, put the pieces together. So I think it's, like, very, very interesting from that perspective because, like, he has never been a thinker at all, right? And so. He's, like, you know, what, I, what is really cool is he's, like, slowly throughout that little camp, he keeps thinking, like, ooh, I can't wait to go change the jerseys up on the top row so I can see, like, a different yeah. um, different
0: it, aspect of the game. It's cool that he also does, like, um, he, he also has these moments of, like, when he's off the court and just being a ball boy, tries to predict how the play is going to play out, and he gets pissed when he's wrong, but then he starts to get it more, more and more right. Like he sees the angle of the hand and when the spiker jumps and who's blocking where, he's like, okay, this is going to go down the line or this is going to be cross court. Oh, but he's too far back, so I don't think he's be able to receive this cross. No receive. I'm right, and he starts to actually, like you said, wow. If I actually think about this, I can kind of get ahead and be able to use my athleticism to enact the plays. And I think the one of the coolest moments for me on his side is when he learns about split stepping, split stepping, and. It's basically anyone who's ever played like volleyball or tennis. I know me and Ethan have dabbled in tennis in the past. Split uh, split stepping is basically when at the moment of ball impacted the opponent or when it comes to volleyball, I guess, at the moment of uh, passing it back over the net. you Take a quick step, you center yourself, and you're ready. You're, you basically get into a more ready position. And for me, I've always found it to be more of a focusing click, like a jolt to the body, like, okay, this is – it's my turn now. Um, the way they show it in the show is so cool, and that just kind of elevates – some of the best parts of sports anime, taking these little tiny techniques that are almost second nature to anyone who plays at a more competitive level and makes it an entire like six minute episode shown in growth moment. And that was, po- I was super cool, but like, like that because that's something I didn't even really think that heavily about. And it comes down to show you is so instinctual. He can't get the timing of his split step down because he never even considered the idea of it. So you know he's amassing these little things, and he's coming back to the team a more robust player. I want to see him like in this date tech game, receive a ball really well. Like I'm excited for, I'm waiting for that moment. You
1: know? Yeah, and I think he he has like Nishinoya's raw athleticism. Yeah, for sure. So to me, there's really no reason he shouldn't be able to start putting some of those pieces into his game, specifically when he's in the back row, being a good. You know, receiver being able to be there for the ball—you don't have to perfectly receive it every time. Yeah, and you see that from Ushiwaka, right?
0: Right, right.
1: He just hits it up like he does. He's not there to basically make a hero receive or anything like that. Mm-hmm. He's just there to get a hand on the ball, get get the job done, and, and make sure that the ball like stays in the air. So that's what's really cool. I like that. Um, basically, in the earlier points of that first year tournament. Or camp. Yeah. yeah. So we don't really get to see a lot of the All Japan camp, which I thought was a little
0: poo-poo. I wanted to see more of that. Yeah, because, I mean,
1: have... that's all the people that are going to play in the next level. So I don't really understand why they didn't really like focus on that. But just quickly, the yeah. the um Shiro Torizawa camp, they basically, the third years or, like, the leaving seniors, if you want to call it that, of that team, come back and play that's smack the first on years and just continually wax those boys. Mm-hmm. But what's cool is... Yeah, Kishoyo is acknowledged very, very quickly by those players and mm. saying,
0: like, wait, he's not playing? Yeah, that was actually a cool point. They're like, oh, we finally get to play you again. That's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. No, he's ball boy. The fuck did you just say? Right. And so, yeah. like,
1: I know it's kind of, like, supposed to be, like, a kind of casting doubt or whatever upon him. But it's more sure. like... Everyone is like acknowledging
0: that like, okay, if anyone here should really be in this camp, it's probably him. I, I, that kind of to me it made me click that this is also one brilliant writing. It's a it's a journey for the coach. hundred percent. this is this is basically everyone around him is acknowledging Shoyo as a player worthy of being on the court with all this height and power. and he's the only one who's being resistant to that opinion because to he even mentions it you know you know the things we lack makes us unable to beat power and height so he not only resonates with Shoyo he is stuck in a one track mind as well as I can't compete with that therefore I'm going to amass that on a team
1: yeah but I'll be honest like I think Shoyo plays in this camp he doesn't get anywhere near as good as he will from it
0: I I agree I have to agree because
1: I think it is important for him to learn that he's got to chill the F out sometimes. And I think that's kind of what Takeda, not so much, but Ukai and also the you know short coach we're trying to teach him is like, you're so freaking eager. You don't ever stop yeah. to think about anything. And you never like really, you have learned fundamentals of the game as it pertains to you, but you do not know the fundamentals of the game as it pertains to everyone else. To the game itself right. at large, yeah. And so I think that's going to be,
0: absolutely the most important things that he's learned from this camp. I I agree. I cannot, I honest to God can't tell if tiny coach, if this was all an intentional move or it's more of you, you can learn. Like he's not saying that you can't learn when you're a ball boy. I just don't think he was ever going to expect show you to grow as much as he did as ball boy. Cause I think he, like, cause I, it would be really cool to see by the end of this season or by the end of the show as a whole, that, this coach has a character arc too that his dismissal of Shoyo and kind of putting him in positions where he may learn from a different angle but his growth rate is going to be so exponential that he never thought someone without the height and power could rise to the heights that Shoyo can i would love to see that that the coach basically is like i'm wrong i my philosophy in height and power is wrong things can change you know well, I mean,
1: I'm I'm pretty certain he's gonna show up at the tournament and watch them for sure. And then yeah, you're gonna, yeah. You're gonna like hear some inner monologue or something like that, or he's gonna be talking to a fan. He's gonna have. A, we're gonna see some sick backstory. For yeah, sure. yeah. So yeah. I think I think that's gonna happen, or hopefully Ukai goes with them, and they just sit in the stands and they chat back and forth. Like, they riff. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. So, um, that would be interesting. But yeah, I agree. I think he definitely couldn't have imagined. Like he obviously thought of it as a punishment like you can't yeah to my that's camp the my, you know so i agree but i do think you know
0: there are things to be learned yeah for there's sure. definitely yeah. things
1: to be learned and i think it's gonna obviously show a lot now
0: the all japan juniors camp woop, woop, woop. we barely see anything right that was a little distressing It would have been really cool to see more of um the other players we did get to see probably the person with my favorite character design in this in this season so far uh hoshiyumi Uh, basically someone who is just as hot just as short, if not a little shorter than Shoyo, but man, that boy's got hops. He even looks like he is the most, he looks like a bird. He looks like a bird. His hair looks like, his hair looks like feathers. His eyes look like bird eyes. He looks like a bird and there's no getting around it, which one, I love that they're going with this whole bird motif thing, but it goes, It also speaks to his character that, you know, Kageyama sees someone else has the same kind of athleticism as Shoyo with the height. And uh, and his hair is as white as a green apple. <laughs> his hair is as white as a green apple. <laughs> who said that? Was that – who? did somebody Did somebody say that? No. Oh, I thought – someone is making stupid comparisons in that That's show. That's a in this Jake season. and Amir thing. Uh, forget, I forgot about that. But, um, no, it's uh, it's really interesting to see. I, I can't tell Kageyama's thought process about seeing him, right? Is it that someone else besides Shoyu exists? Um, it's basically I get to train with somebody like Shoyu as a – Comparative measure, uh, I'm curious what he thinks about this guy.
1: Well, so it was pretty clear that Hozumi <laughs> or whatever his name is it's was like Hoshiyumi, I think. Yeah, she yeah. was like really pissed that he didn't like freak out. Oh, when he that saw was
0: him. right. He is. He basically he's got the fi- he's got the firiness uh, of Shoyo, which is cool, right? But the thing that's crazy
1: is like this isn't really all that different to <laughs> what me. Shoyo does, right? And so yeah. it's like. Yeah, I have a person on my team that does the same shit you do, right? Like, yeah, maybe yeah. not quite as insane high jump, but just like raw, disgusting athleticism. And then, you know, once again, just to bring it back to like high Q in general, the eyes, man. The eyes. Like, Hosh- Hoshizumi has those like kind of bird eyes similar to uh, Shoyo, especially in this season. Yes. He's really showing like observing rather than just like tunneling in i think that's kind of an interesting uh, distinction that they made even though it's kind of the same kind of the eye the eyes are portrayed in the same way but it's obviously meant to show something different
0: i think i think his character adds something new to the story i didn't consider up until right right about now is that that the kageyama Shoyo combo made them special amongst teams now, if someone out there exists like Shoyo, that no longer makes their combination truly unique anymore. You know? he he broadens his perspective that now someone else has the person like Shoyo, so a good enough setter could provide an ultra fast quick attack combo, at least give that tool in their toolbox to another team. I would love to see the matchup of those two teams and see who can use that springy little kid and brilliant genius setter combo better. That yeah, would I mean, be an interesting combo. Yeah, I mean, it's going to
1: happen, I think, guaranteed. Yeah.
0: Because so. they've really, like, basically when they
1: come back to school um, after both the camps end, um. obviously, Kageyama and Shoyo are the first ones to school, like always. And they want to beat the shit out of
0: each other, yeah, of course. And, and they
1: instantly try to race up to the <laughs> to the, uh, club room. Yeah. But then he tells them, like, look, there's other people I've seen out there that are your height and jump higher than you. He's like, you have more you can do. Yeah, it's, Which, clear that it's, it's possible. You know, Shoyo takes it as a, a dig, but it's actually like, dude, I really believe you can do more. And I, I like that was such a great moment for me because I'm like, finally... He's not being such, a, like, an asshole, like, putting him down constantly, even though, he, you know, Shoyo takes that as putting down because it's all he's ever been given. Right. But I think um, it shows a little bit more for, like, he, now that Kageyama has been exposed to, like, all this talent, he's yeah. like, okay, I know you have this in you, mm-hmm. and, like, I want you to achieve it. And so um, that after that first day practice or whatever, they start talking about jump on the balls of your feet rather than... Which... We were talking right before blew
0: my mind that <laughs> that Shoyo the someone the most athletic dude like didn't consider to jump on the ball of your feet when you jump. What? Like what
1: are you like- well, I think it comes down to like him being so freaking anxious all the time, right? He so, never like, stopped to think of how right. to even jump. He's even he was always moving and jumping at the same time rather than
0: getting like a full spring. They teased us real mean with that Sakuka dude, that, that one scene where Kageyama and Shoyo are basically just like practicing spikes on their on their own and they basically just no you're you're basically just kind of springing again no hit the floor plant and jump um and basically there's this beautiful beautifully animated <laughs> scene he looks like he's about to like tear the floor off with his jump yeah. and everyone's like whoa and then basically Daichi is just like go the fuck home yeah. you, <laughs> you like, guys no! need to sleep you teased me show you teased me so bad so i'm really i'm really hyped i think that's where the date tech game is going at the episode after where they're basically going to uh, finish out the exhibition match, and I want to see—I want to see, I wanna see Sheo jump like a motherfucking dude. I'm excited to see him just jump over that fucking net. <laughs> I want to see it happen. So, uh, they're learning, man. It's really cool to see everyone kind of get better. Uh, the the rest of the crows—I can't tell if they kind of sidelined them for a reason. Uh, all they really practiced was serves. Um maybe some But I think that's gonna be massive. Yeah. Of course. They yeah.
1: really, really, really struggled on the serve game. Yeah. I think it was weird to show the guy who was learning the jump floater has gotten significantly worse.
0: Yeah, like that's
1: weird. And right? then Asumar or whatever his name is has barely showed asaie God dang it.
0: Oh the Man Bun dude? Yeah. Aburame. Uh, Az- Az- Azuma, Azurama.
1: Man, it, ba- man bun Man Bun Extraordinary. Aburame um, and his name's Asai, I think. Man, anyway. Yeah man bun man bun he doesn't seem to have really grown from a serving perspective either yeah. i what i was expecting is an oikawa level serve yes because
0: all they did for freaking weeks was work on serves like yeah it's only been it's only been a week right though both camps are only a week still right, right, that, that, if, there that, if that's, only that's all doing you've been that. doing to serves come on give me something yeah, yeah. juicy
1: so uh, I was really hoping for like some ridiculous serves coming out of you know our team, and maybe they will, because we really haven't seen them serve yet in this day tech
0: uh, match because they're getting absolutely pummeled by the wall. Is this why? Is this what you said earlier about why you weren't a fan of how the day tech game is going so far? Because you're not seeing that growth from other people, as you'd expect. I think it's crazy as hell they got so good in like
1: the same amount of time as you know, the, the crows have been actually like succeeding and going through the tournament. Right? Yeah. Right. So like how these guys get so ridiculously good and, and like text
0: blocking is so good. Yeah. But like
1: Kanagawa was at the camp. So where, right. when did he have time to learn this? That's a good
0: point. I guess, that's actually a really good so, point. So like, I don't,
1: I don't get where, where this like out of nowhere, disgusting wall comes from. Like, obviously it was going to be good. That was their main, you know, butter. Yeah. But like, Now Konegawa is going to be great because he's, you know, went to the camp. He learned a lot from all these
0: setters and stuff. This is going to be disgusting. I I think that you're right. I think there's a point of like kind of a literal and figurative manufactured new wall for the Crows to jump over. You know, it did feel a little bit shoehorned kind of logical. It's the team that you knew already had the best blocking. Yeah. It's natural that some of them are going to... Like, Aone is going to get a little better. Uh, I like the scene where he's basically about to lock on. No locking on. Don't do yeah. it. Don't don't be a dick. Um, but, that was hilarious. But that was like the funniest thing so far, <laughs> that I was think. pretty funny. No locking on. <laughs> don't do it. So they, they do do a new strategy, basically. I don't think they did this before, right? Where they do a bunch strategy where instead of spreading out your blockers across the whole net so you have at least one at any point, they do a bunch strategy where they bunch all three in the middle and then they literally guess they guess read they're blocking and they're so good at doing that, that they kind of just like it, it's there's a chance they'll never have a blocker there. But they're so good that they have at least two anywhere and they're already massive dudes. Right. So, yeah, this is an interesting wall that they have to climb over. Um It's obvious they're going to do it. I mean, it's it's only natural, but. I, I I don't know. I think they might lose. To be honest, interesting, um, interesting, because at the end there was some weird dis disjunction. Well, they're struggling to learn if they're just
1: continually wrecking teams. You know what I mean? So I think yeah. I think they probably will lose. And well, story I don't know. wise,
0: story wise, this is where we should see the fruits of that growth, right?
1: Yeah, and that's why I, that's what I'm a little bit dist- distraught is. over okay. is yeah. they've lost two points super fast. Yeah, what I was expecting and hoping was after one of those blocks um, bounces the ball back that Shoyo would just be That's there. what I was hoping for too. He like was just he was there. already reading it, right? Yeah.
0: And knows the trajectory and like he was just there. Exactly. And so everyone was going to be like <gasps> I wanted to see like man bun pull a hard, like a hard uh, Detroit smashu and just kick somebody in the face with the ball. Oh, uh, <laughs> that would have been awesome to see. Like I think we'll get that. I I have high hopes that next episode we'll get all of those things. By the time you guys uh listen to this actually this one's coming out pretty fresh i don't think they'll this is this this is coming out tomorrow (laughs) this is the freshest they could have like this is good content y'all no this i think um so you none of us will have seen it yet but i have high hopes that we will see some serious growth um i'm curious about that whole end scene where kageyama yelled at uh yeah how do you say his name rolling thunder boy ishinoya basically saying dude you're in the way what like he just he just got to receive yeah, so I think what it's really going to show is... Yeah, where's that going to come? Fruitful.
1: Yeah, Kageyama has seen the absolute best in Japan, right? Yeah. And they're always thinking of the next play. Yeah. And so Nishinoi is rolling thunder. While it is good... Oh, he
0: literally rolls the entire like, width yeah, yeah, of the court. Yeah. He gets uh, in front
1: of his backline hitter, uh, server, or fuck, what's it called? Backer, yeah, backline, yeah, like spiker. spiker. That's yeah, it, that's, that's a good it. point. I so now that. he can't run up. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I think it's going to be great in the long haul. And, and what's funny as hell is everyone just starts laughing. They're like, oh, like, oh shit, he just
0: whipped at his own teammate. Yeah. But so uh, that'll be interesting. How do you narratively go from there? Well, I feel like that's going to put a little bit of character tension between everyone who didn't experience that true next level play, maybe like Shoyo kind of did with his, with his vision and Kageyama with being soaked in talent. From all over the country, you know how will they be able to translate that to bettering the crows without feeling like dicks? You know, because that's absolutely gonna be the point
1: of this. Because yeah. I think you saw at the end of the All Japan camp, yeah. the coaches were talking amongst themselves and they said, "Well, I hope they can enjoy playing with their own teams." Like now that they've left this camp,
0: but can they? Right, and so yeah. I
1: think um, I think that's a little bit of the tension you're seeing in Kageyama's face, and everyone keeps mentioning it is like he just played with the best of the best, and someone called him goody-two-shoes. And so he's got this like internal um, kind of internal turmoil trying to figure out, first of all, what that means, and then also how do I make my team emulate that or do I have to conform to my team? And I think that's going to be the big struggle is does he conform to his team or does he try to coach up Nishinoy and say, look, Rolling Thunder, great, you got the ball but I need you to not be in front of all the like
0: backline spikers. Yeah. I think that's going to be really tough. I think, the, I think that's speaking to, if we want to look at the team as a whole, this is another metamorphic moment for them where they can come out of taking this new talent that uh, Kageyama has been exposed to. And he no longer wants a team that's been ragtag getting on by getting on like the crows have up to this point. They're a well-oiled machine, Sure. But they were basically it did always feel like they were getting by with, you know, working as a unit. Now they have to look ahead. They can't just be next game, next game. It's like next move. We need to be playing in a way that is predictive, allowing others to come in and not just, okay, we got the ball. All right, next ball, let's just get that. No, let's think ahead a little more. So I'm I'm curious to see where the tension goes from here. Uh, I yeah, think I, I think it's gonna be a big part of it, but
1: like I thought, it was really odd the the scene where Kageyama was basically like a star spiker in the yeah in the All Japan. I couldn't tell if they were like trying to allude to something like a good setter and a good team can make any spiker look like a star. Yeah, I think that's kind of what they were trying to say.
0: I think so, and I, I think well, my in the same scene, my most interesting thing is a guy that came up to him and said, "Are you sure you want to be a setter? You look like you're having more fun as a spiker." You look like you're having a better time, and your spikes are great. Uh, I so I'd be curious to see how they work that in, uh, because Kageyama has been their star setter. But if they basically move away from him and give like uh Sugawara, Suga, oh no, every time Sugawara, Sugawara, that's it. <laughs> basically, give him more of the limelight because the, the game dramatically changes when he's at the helm of setter. You know, he's got a whole different, whole different angle, whole different, uh, different ball game. I'm curious to see if we can get Kageyama into a spiking role more and get to see him maybe pulling a 1-2 with, I'd like to see maybe like shoyo set one to him or something like that. Really well, I think the they, they've they worked
1: on Nishinoya setting and they they've did. worked on Sugawara setting. Mm-hmm. I think it'll add more to the game if they don't just take out Kageyama when he starts getting uptight, but yeah. more like rotate him into a spiking role as well. That'd be cool. Because, I mean, he's they've constantly said look he could, he's easily as good as uh, Oikawa
0: sorry there you you're good from a spiking perspective but in terms of making a team run like a machine uh, oh no i got the wrong Ogyawa? Oikawa Oikawa <laughs> Oikawa that's it he is better at <laughs> making any team run like a well old machine that's Kageyama's next step and i think we're seeing that with him snapping about rolling thunder uh, well, but, I, I just think like interchangeable parts can only help them, right? And like yeah.
1: having the ability to change things up in the middle of a game and freak out the other team is yes. going to be very important.
0: Because rotations, every, rotations, a huge part of uh, a volleyball strategy. Who can you have up at the net, behind at certain points in your rotation? Having more people be able to do more things allows for a better, better freedom of that. And everyone's like, wait, did they just stick game, in the back to start the game. Oh, shit. Okay, that's interesting. We'll see what they do with that. So I'm... I think what could be interesting, too, is
1: I didn't see any growth from Hinata's perspective in terms of it being a middle blocker. Mm-hmm. I also didn't see any from Suki, Suki from being a middle blocker either. Really
0: curious about that.
1: Yeah, they like completely... He was the one that got to actually go <laughs> yeah, to the camp, and, they don't do anything and you don't with see him. anything out of him. I There's... saw him more out of Konigawa.
0: Yes, yeah. So I, I like to see... Maybe there's more there's character tension because he's always kind of been at odds with Shoyo's growth. He's always kind of been like, how do we even compete with that kind of hunger? You know, he's never been that. He has finally starting to get a little hungry to get better. But I you're right. It's kind of shocking you didn't see anything crazy like that. So, so these guys
1: upstairs they had a party last night. Sorry, I don't know if you can hear that or not. If not, I'm probably gonna. It's because like, we're master editors. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna noise gate it out, but. <laughs> They, I swear to God, had a party where they just moved chairs around their house for three freaking hours.
0: Hey, you never ha- you never went to a musical chairs party? It's lit, dude. It's I just don't understand.
1: Up, like, pick up the chair. It's just like, <laughs> pick up the chair. Like, across the whole freaking room <laughs> multiple times. That's and it was 2 a.m. and they were all screaming and moving chairs. I'm like, how's this happening?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely think they're playing some weird chair-based drinking game. They must be. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So... Man, okay. Final thoughts on the first half of the season. I think it's going very well. Um, I, I'm loving the growth of some of our main titular characters. Uh, was a big bummer we didn't get to see the the big Tokyo camp more. You know, I would yeah love to that see and like
1: that. S- any growth from Suki at all. Really,
0: I would love to have seen more of the of the serving from uh, from the Crows camp. Uh, I guess not camp, just general practice. I'd love to see more of. You know, while we're having these these uh, main characters go off and maybe sometimes having growth, and they came of Suki, not really. How uh, how the rest of the team is doing? Because it's kind of now as fun as it is to watch. They feel disjunct. There's now this big
1: like divide. There's a big divide. Team.
0: I want to see that come back, and hopefully the day, the date tech and subsequent episodes will. Kind of have this collision and remeshing of all the new new stuff, and I think Kageyama is going to lead that charge for sure. Yeah, um, what
1: I think is going to happen is they're going to maybe play two games. The yeah. first game they're going to get bodied, but yes. you're going to see at the end they start like gaining when they click again. Yeah, it's they start way, clicking yeah. because like think about it, they haven't played together in a week and a half, two weeks at this yeah, point. Exactly. So it's not really surprising that they're a little bit disjunct. Yeah. But like it feels weird from a viewer standpoint. We spent time only with Shoyo, suki and kageyama. kageyama and now we got to see like our bud daichi come back out of nowhere which is still yeah, my favorite and, dude and like uh kageyama like misses some kind of set to him or like barely misplaces it and he apologizes right. and Daiichi is like uh dude, it's thing cool was, it was great <laughs> uh, my
0: theory about the suki thing is I think Shoyo, we've seen glimpses of Shoyo's perception and observation of the court. He's been watching him very like closely for the last week. I think he's going to start coaching Suki on blocking. He can't block, but he sure has watched great blockers over and over do their thing, and he's the one who's been able to use that to predict spikes and stuff. I want to see him coach Suki, and Suki basically kind of swallow his pride a bit take that and get better from it you know kind of overcoming this oh i'm at i'm at competition and odds to show you no 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 he's my teammate he's teaching me at this stuff at this point because he had the privilege of being a ball boy
1: yeah i wanted um guest blocker guy to teach Suki. that'd be
0: that'd be cool i think he'd be a fucking monster if he got taught that right stuff. right. Yeah. so like
1: i was just like a little confused why they specifically brought suki to the camp obviously he's very tall <laughs> you're right but and then they just they spend more time on that other guy that he tells, hey, relax, you know, that Shoyo tells to relax yeah. than they
0: did Suki. Right. And I, I think it's because he was receptive. That's but, the thing. But I did
1: like, so he did reach out to, to Shoyo and say, hey, come play with us after this. Yes. That so was, that was really cool because he like he finally recognized, look, this guy's giving a lot of freaking effort to this. So let's He's help trying him out. Really a little bit. Let's try really hard. Let's at least let him hit the dang ball.
0: <laughs> let's let, let him touch the ball a bit, man. Uh, but, yeah, really stoked this season. If you haven't picked it up and watched yet, highly recommend. Definitely. It's, it's going really well. It's clear that this is going to be the, the – it feels like the second to last season. Um, I would not be surprised if they milk it for a third, but it, we're coming down to the wire here. This is going to be close to uh, – I think after – I think there might be a time skip after the Nationals, and then you get the first and second years moving up and then getting fresh meat. I'd be interested to see that motion, but – um, this is the this is kind of the countdown to nationals, and y'all want to be on top of this, so for sure, highly recommend.
1: Um, one last thing, I really really loved. Sure. Before the Day Tech fight, they did like a um, kind of like intros for all the players, and it was just like just gorgeous. Yes. Like it was the, cool. The art of what they did, and like basically the NBA lineup. You know, oh
0: this guy is six foot two, and
1: oh yeah, <laughs> yeah middle blocker. It was great. Um, yeah. So I was just a big fan of that.
0: Cool. But, uh, yeah, thanks, y'all, for watching. Uh, if you want to uh, check us out with your eye and ear balls, go to YouTube. Thanks, y'all, YouTube gang, for yeah, thanks, watching folks. this. Yeah, uh, like, comment, and subscribe. Hit that bell, please, um, and uh, you'll get... Sweet, sweet videos of our podcast. You want to listen with just your ears and have audio pleasure, uh, go to Spotify. podcast. Okay. Apple Podcasts. Spotify. It, uh, Spotify. Google Podcasts. Steamrolling it. Keep going. Stitcher. Keep going. Stitcher. And? Pocket Casts. Ooh. And a couple more. Cast Box. Cast Box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hit us up on our email. WeBallLGPod at gmail.com. Um, uh, drop us suggestions sorry we'll that them. was Webology Podcast at gmail.com it's Webology Pod. slap the keyboard a couple times at gmail.com it's just <laughs> mumblings um yeah so once again that is Webology Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com hit us up on our instagram at weebology.podcast we got memes on memes on news uh we're gonna give you memes and news now which we've been doing for a while and it's been going pretty cool we need some more news on there i think we've been memes now we need some more news this coming week so
1: yeah i mean so recently what happened was crunchyroll um yeah. awards came
0: out and people are levied yes oh no uh well best girl was Raftalia and duh obviously <laughs> go shield hero let's go um oh, what else do we have to plug i mean uh that's that's all of our socials just check us out on all our stuff drop us lines Ooh. tell us tell us stuff to do yeah we'll later this week we're going to be on anime summit we are going to do an anime summit uh, guest spot. Uh, they had graciously invited us, on, invited us on, so thank you very much for having us on. We Thanks, fam. We won't reveal the topic quite yet, but you know, uh, whenever they release it, go check us out. You'll see us probably in the title or something, so you'll know who we are.
1: Potentially,
0: yeah. So um,
1: <laughs> I think it'll be this Thursday, if I'm not mistaken with their schedule.
0: Is it Thursday or Tuesday?
1: Tuesday we are recording. Thursday it will be out. And that's the tea.
0: Perfect. But uh (laughs) y'all have definitely been learned This has been Weebology, I'm Ricky. And I'm Ethan. And this has been Weebology again. Thanks for coming to class. Thanks for coming to class. Do you know this weebology? Do you know? Just really quick. This is